Nice. Welcome to the episode 15 of our Blockchain Bandwagon podcast. I'm your host, Chachikuri, founder and CEO of Together MDM. Uh, at Together MDM, we offer a blockchain solution for curating a single source of truth for mass data. Uh, you know, I made a lot of progress uh, this week and excited. And I'm here with my co-host, Brian Engel. Hello, Brian. Hey, Chuck. Good to hear from you today. Um, I'm Brian Engel. Just a uh, passion about uh, about blockchain and crypto and everything in that space. I've been in the staffing business, technical staffing business for 25 years and um, excited for another episode. We're up to what? Episode 15? What are we talking about today, Chuck? Yeah, today uh, we are going to go deep, deep, understand a lot more about uh, crypto projects. Last week, we tried to understand cryptocurrencies. This week, we want to dig into why there are so many projects, what this uh, you know, there's a lot of things that came up from our conversation yesterday. What are currencies? What are tokens? What are these projects? Why are there so many of them? You know, how are these projects structured? How do we choose a good one and how to avoid scams? You know, these are all the things uh, we're going to try uh, talk about today. Love it. You know, and uh, one of the things uh, that fascinated me was like, why is cryptocurrency so huge, you know? And uh, I realized crypto was uh, fundamentally about, I think there are like six or seven reasons, eight reasons for this. Uh, I'll, I'll just list out it and I want to hear what you think is the most important. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, do One it. Is accessibility. Like people who don't, a lot of people don't have access to uh, banks, right? Uh, they, they, if you need, a, if you don't have a social security number, if you're a foreign resident, you want to trade with somebody in US and uh, you have to get an ITN, it's a lot of process and you have to go through a bank. Now you can do that very easily by just, you know, cryptocurrency anywhere in the world. That is accessibility. Okay. That is one reason. And I want you to remember these reasons and tell me which one you think is the most important. Then the second one is diversification. What they mean by that is uh, crypto is one way to invest. You have already invested in other things. Now you want to invest in crypto. That's another reason. Then the third reason is inflation protection because centralized banks can print money and you can lose the value of your money and Bitcoin it's kind of locked, fixed in number, so it's really hard to inflate. The value is there. And then costs of transactions, right? To move money from one country to another, or even from one bank to another, you're spending 25 to $30 you know, per wire transfer. Right. You can do it much cheaper, even though this, then, uh, you know, traditional. Sure. Then another one is faster transactions. If you make a transaction, to it, international transaction, it can take anywhere from three to five days. Even though some things like Zelle do it in like only in the country, not everywhere else. They do fast things like Zelle. But there is another, if you want to do international, there is a world remit, which takes 10 minutes between bank to mobile and 24 hours between banks, right? So with Bitcoin, everything 
can be done in 10 minutes or less. Okay. Then there is another thing is safety and security of your funds. So if you put it in a bank or the more than 250,000, it can go <laughs> here. Yeah, it well, can be in your wallet. You have seeing security. that change before our eyes. So that's a little crazy, but anyway. Yeah. And then the third one is privacy and trust, right? So you don't have to give all your information like you, you have to give in a bank, right? You just have a, an account number, that's it. And then not only that, when you're dealing with somebody, they say, I have $1,000. I want to pay you if you do this. You don't know if they really have $1,000. But on blockchain, you can verify if they have that $1,000 or not. You know? Right. So you can get some kind of trust. And then the third one is, you know what's happening. You can see the transactions. You know where the money is moving. You know where it's going. So these are the eight main reasons. So which do you think in your gut says, this is why people are doing it? Oh, it's a, uh, it's, it's definitely, I'll tell you exactly why I, uh, why I first got into it. And, um, it, it's your protect protection for you. Um, you're in charge of your money. A bank doesn't have it. Government cannot take it. Um, they can freeze a wallet, but they cannot basically steal your money. So safety um, and security you're saying? I would say, yeah, I would say safety or security is, is, is my biggest thing. And I would think that's a lot of people, right? Safety and security. So, you know, Hey, what, what happens if there was, uh, I mean, we were really close to a big bank, a lot of banks failing. I mean, we just, we just saw this. Um, what happens if the government would happen to, you know, start defaulting on their loans? Are they going to come for your money? Absolutely. They'll come for your money. Um, and they'll take your money as, as done over. And it was, it was in Greece or Crete or Santorini. It was over in, I believe it was Greece back in what, 2008 or nine. Yeah. Greece and, uh, yeah. When they, uh, when they basically stole people's uh, savings, they just mm -hmm. stole it and took it. You, well, you can't do that with crypto. Um, that's why it's decentralized. It's highly secure. Okay, what would be your second most recent? Not, not, not from your perspective, but from other people's perspective. What do you think? I mean, they're all driving for some people, but what is the most popular in your mind? Safety is first. What is second? Um, you know, I, I think people always now, right? Look to get rich, right? They, they want to get rich. So the, the quick, fast, um, you know, you have a, a diversification. Uh, but it's really, hey, it's 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 throwing uh, darts at a dartboard, right? In a lot of cases, outside of oh, in my opinion, you know, Bitcoin or Ethereum or or some of the big ones that have legit projects and legit uh, legit things they're doing. Yeah, um, I missed that. I I should have put that to so speculation is another reason. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I would say you know, I think everybody saw that on the everybody right. The news was covering. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency when it was skyrocketing from 40,000 to 69,000. It was, it, it was covering it basically on a nightly basis. Um, and what's this crypto and what is this? And everybody wanted in. They had no idea. A lot of people had no idea what it was, but I need in because it's exploding in growth. Right. And it probably would make me a lot of money. So yeah, speculation, I think is a, a, a big one. And that's, okay. you know, again, kind of what we're, talking I think a big thing of kind of what we're talking so about. your order is safety and security, speculation, and I'll let you have the third one. 
Um, you know, I think you know privacy and trust is is a is a pretty big one, right? Um, so really, uh, you are in control of your own data, of your own of your own wallet, right? Nobody else's. Okay, you want to hear mine? My yeah, of course. What do you got? Okay, so I really think accessibility is number one. The reason I see the accessibility yeah. is that because if I look at the initial adopters, okay, like uh, criminals and fraudsters and illegal dealers, mm -hmm. they did not have access to banks, right? So they really got on and started using selling stuff for Bitcoin. If I'm selling like even like recently, so I, I guess I looked at that as a different than accessibility, right? So I, I think I think of accessibility as ease of people to use. Of yeah, because they could they didn't have access to the other ones. My I point just, is, they didn't have access to traditional banks, so this was their reason for using it. At least that's my reasoning for saying accessibility. Yeah, I like it. Okay, and then the second one is uh, speculation. Right. I think a lot of people were saying, oh, this is going to be big, even whether they understood it or not, you know, right. And they, they wanted to make money. Yes, for sure. Right? Uh, accessibility. Uh, that's the second one. And then the third one, uh, I think is, uh, faster transactions, right? The the way, the speed with which you can move money. You know, so yes, that, that that's when the legit people started getting, even though I have access to banks, you know, even though I'm not doing anything illegal, even though I'm not speculating, I, I still like the faster transactions you can do and the lower cost. Right. You know, and those are, I think, the drivers. I can't disagree. I, I, I think, you know, I think in some, you know, in some way, obviously all these are, all these are drivers, right? Every, every single one of them is. You know, yeah. You know, somebody else, there may be others, right? Yes. 10 people. And, you know, you're going to get 10 different, uh, yeah. 10 different answers and, and that's okay. Right. That's, yeah. um, because overall, these are the main eight reasons why people get in there. And these right. are a lot of good reasons for, for sure. people to be into cryptocurrencies. And that is why I think, there is so much interest in cryptocurrency, you know, and the way it took off. Agreed. Yeah. Moving on. I was, I was also confused about cryptocurrency versus crypto token. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I really didn't realize cryptocurrency versus crypto token. I saw them as same and for a couple of reasons. You can trade in both. They both have value. They both go up and down in price. And they're both traded. Right. Right. So, and how would you choose one over the other? And right. I, I dig a little deeper into this. Right. Because when we say, I think that way that they differ is where they get their value from. Okay, so the way they get their value from is currencies get their value uh, by their use 
by various tokens, right? So to currencies are always used for uh, selling things or exchanging things, right? It's purely a medium of exchange. And then it is also used to pay for the blockchain itself, right? Right. So if I'm using a blockchain, if I'm sending a transaction, I have to pay some currency, right? Whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum. So the more I use a blockchain, the more the value of the currency goes up. Right. Right. So if more and more people, so the, and it's, it's, it's actually being used by people and then they need it. And because they need it, its value goes up. Tokens, on the other hand, they don't have a value, intrinsic value. They are basically a value that they represent an asset. Let's say right. I have a, a, a token that uh, represents a property. The value of that token is the value of that property. Right. Because when I give you that token, I'm actually giving you that property. Right. It can be a, it can be a music video or it can be a building. It can be anything. Right. And it can be very interesting. Sometimes it's whatever the asset they're representing. And then the asset may be my ownership interest. Right. right. I may have, I may have a share in a company and that is a token. Right. Or am I interested in the project itself? If I want to be part of a project, then I get that token. Right. And the value of my int token depends on the value of that project. Right. If the project is doing well, the token will go up. If the project is not doing well, the value of the token will go back. Right. So the token is basically depends on something else, the value of a token. It's like its underlying asset. Right. Right. Currency is just currency. It's basically exchanged for doing something on the on the whether it's on the blockchain or whether you trade other tokens. You need currency, and this is probably why SEC decided to call crypto holdings as securities. And then you can convert them from there. Other than that, they're extremely similar. You know, and then the most important uh, cryptocurrencies are obviously BTC, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Mm -hmm. And then they have uh, so USDC is a token whose value is based on the dollar. Right. Right. So the the value of USDC is really depend on the value of the dollar. Right. It doesn't have a value of its own. You know, they're called like those stable coins. They're like. Yeah, stable coins. They're 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 tied to the U.S. dollar. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yep. so, and then they're not really. They're, they're kind of a tokens, right? USDC is really a token. Mm -hmm. uh, then there are other tokens like basic attention token, chain link for using Chainlink servers. So basically the, 
the reason that so many of these things are because of the number of tokens that people are creating you know not the currencies is right. 20000 projects 30000 projects most of them are tokens not currencies right you know one of the things is like there are so many crypto projects just because of this because i think the reason there are so many projects are because you know the the use of currency right they they uh uh the way they can raise money quickly right if you have to raise money for a project today you have to probably open up some kind of sec saying i need investors i need to have a bank account people have to main i have to maintain books all of that but with the crypto projects fundraising is so easy right you just it's like doing a gofundme page right and everybody puts in and gets a token and people feel safer in a crypto project than a gofundme page is because it's all transparent everybody can see the tokens everybody can see what it is being used for right uh, and then because crypto projects so fundraising i think is is the driving and then obviously the speculation of the token going up is also driving a lot of the projects and then a lot of times these projects need community and network effects right so if a project has a lot of people or strong community you know and then the enthusiasm keeps growing and the price of the token keeps going and it's usually a lot of the influencers starting projects and some are actually disrupting traditional industries democratic democratization of finance and then blockchain technology has a potential amazing potential you know and for sure countries then some states they're making it easy to develop these projects i think all these factors are making people want to create more and more projects you know so as of uh, recent news uh, article that i read there are about 30000 projects that were created that's a lot but you know that we're only at the very beginning so it's uh, it seems like a ton but there'll be a ton more well i think a lot of them are failing too you know it's as Correct. simple as generating a coin but then when you see these 30000 what are they doing you know why are there so many and we started looking i started looking into how do i categorize this you know <laughs> right so if you i found like eight different categories on one of the websites and one is obviously cryptocurrencies like bitcoin litecoin and monero they're basically digital forms of money and right. which are used by all of these and then there are smart contract platforms which are like ethereum cardano and solana and these provide a blockchain platform for building various applications so that's another set of projects then there are decentralized finance projects like uh, which are basically they lend people currencies they you can borrow from them 
they do some kinds of rewards and subscription management finance so that those are another set of projects tons of them the most famous ones are ave compound and uniswap then that the fourth category is data storage and sharing these people because you know blockchain storage is so expensive right uh, th these other coins like filecoin sia coin rv these are like side chains with their own tokens that let you store blockchain data on there you know and then we already talked about the sixth category supply chains and logistics you know we went into a lot of detail on those projects right origin trail vault and chain v chain these are all like different projects that allow you to build supply chain projects on top of it and then there are another set which are also very popular identity and privacy mm -hmm. they protect privacy and provide security like you know particularly civic self key monero these are all used for either logins or know your customer anti money laundering type of things right they have a lot of that uh, those projects and finally and this is also gaining a lot of traction with nfts uh, gaming and virtual worlds you know yeah they, so like if i ask you hey chuck if i asked you just in general what what's the metaverse like what is that right like what's the metaverse i first thing i think of is like oh zuckerberg and facebook right they're trying to meta they're trying to create a metaverse um well when i was when i was doing research on this it was uh and going through all these cool projects that are you know some of the top projects in 2023 you know almost all of them involve creating a, a, a metaverse creating a virtual world yes um and it's pretty very 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 interesting it's just really interesting i had no idea there so, so many projects metaverse is the way i see it is two different aspects to it okay one is a uh, gaming so in gaming you create a world where some kind of activity you perform in this world whether you build a city you're a mayor you know sim city there were a lot of simulation games or a world like a games in the game right it's, it's game. just like yeah just like um just like what was the what was the big fighting one or what is that the uh um i can't even a fortnite just like fortnite yep yeah so th these games you you are a character in that game and you are performing some activities and you are rewarded somehow in that game uh you pay money to participate in that game right and you can earn rewards from what everybody is paying into it. let's say it costs you $100 to pay a game and to be a part of that community you pay $100 and now you could use more money to buy yourself different world things that exist only in that virtual world right? we can and there's the the cool thing is, is you can do advertising. You can even charge people for advertising in your in your area. 
within the game. You can charge people for concerts, putting on concerts in your little city or your little area for these yeah, different it's a, metaverse it's a digital things. environment, right? Cool. It's a digital environment. What's that? Right? It's a digital environment. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's just like a world. It's a, it's literally yeah, it's like a world. world. So that is one that is a virtual world, okay? Not metaverse. Okay? So that is a virtual world. In that virtual world, you also need currencies and you also have tokens, right? So to buy and sell things and you can also make profit. You can watch, you can advertise in that virtual world for what is outside in the real world, right? You can put a McDonald's advertisement in a virtual world, right? And when you come out of the game, you go to McDonald's and get a burger. But I can also have my own virtual McDonald's store inside this <laughs> virtual world. Right. So and it's also, it's right. It's, it's, yeah, it's virtual, a virtual world, but it's also, it's, it's all a metaverse. Like it's the metaverse. No, that's not metaverse. The way I see yes. metaverse is today, I'm talking to you right now through a screen, through a phone, through a computer. Right. Right. My interface with the computer is what we know today. Right. Now, with metaverse, I'm thinking, at least the one that Zuckerberg is working on, but is, I put this headset, okay, and yeah, I so you create, have, yeah, yeah, virtual reality. Sure, it's a virtual reality yeah, world. I'm creating a virtual world for you and me to interact. Yeah, and that's what not in a virtual world, but to talk about our project, to talk about our uh, let's say I'm doing a remodeling no. of my bathroom, and so I'm showing it, you my bathroom. Oh, I get. Oh, I, I I get it. There's just a lot of different so. And my, what I was, the, some of the top projects are, quote, metaverse projects that are not necessarily just showing you around your house or around your virtual stuff. It's actual, a, an entire world that's created. Yeah, virtual um, world is different. It's pretty neat. That doesn't really exist, right? It's, it's exists only in the software. But what we are, what Zuckerberg, I think, is doing in his metaverse is, Allowing you and me to communicate my real world and your real world, you bring that so that we can work and act as if we are right near each other. Right? So it's not really a, yes, it is a transformation of the real world into software so that you and can interface better. Right. So you're right now, you and me are having a conversation. You're sitting across a table for me instead of in your room, in your bed. You could be in your bed. I could be in my bed. But we would be talking as if we are talking across a table. Yeah, no, that's I think that's a, a good a good discussion for a, for another day. Yes. Yes. So so gaming and virtual worlds are also a big uh, blockchain uh, thing, right? So these are the different types of projects. And I think uh, they're, they're, they're all over the place. I think they're all equally distributed and they all have seen some level of success in some form or the other. That's fascinating to see how many types of crypto projects are there. Oh but, yeah. Uh, you know? So, you know, how are these crypto projects structured, right? So, yes, we have, let's say you and me want to start a crypto project or existing crypto projects. 
Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So usually what happens is whenever there is a project, I there are about uh, six different stakeholders. Okay. In every project. First one is somebody comes up with an idea, a, pro, a project a founder or a visionary. He says, hey, if I create this token, uh, this project, it will benefit so-and-so people, you know, and for this project is most of them, you need some kind of a token, right? Even for participation or for users, uh, for all of that. So the project founder, he sees a problem for users and they have a vision for a solution that users will benefit. from. So you have that group of people. And then the next most important is there has to be some users who would benefit from this project, right? These are the people uh, that use this application or the, or the marketplace for this project and they benefit by using the DAP or the token. And this, it, we need to know how they utilize the currency or the tokens in their business or for getting something done. Right. Users are using token to get something done. Once you have a project and a user, somebody really we need an investor who is actually willing to put money behind the project. Right. And they are the ones who will uh, commit the resources to build the solution. And then the fourth stakeholder you need is somebody who will maintain this blockchain. You know, somebody who will make sure the blockchain is because it's not a centralized system, right? It is it's a, it's a, by a community. So you need somebody who facilitates and validates what's happening, like the miners, the stakers, you know, uh, the people who actually put machines on these nodes to run the blockchain. And then there are developers you need somebody who can actually develop this right it's some technical team who are the skilled craftsmen of this crypto ecosystem they need they're responsible for building and maintaining uh the network the software uh, all of that and finally you need influencers because blockchain is really i can just build a blockchain for myself and start using it you know if it's a game i can use it for myself for blockchain, you need a lot of people. You need a lot of participation. And for that, you really need uh, influencers. Influencers play a major role. Right? So what's happening, Brian, when I was looking at these things, and so, so most of the failed projects, there's no distinction between these guys. The the in the founder is the influencer he is the investor he is the <laughs> right right there is no checks and balances between these people right if it's a, it's one group doing all of them it's a disaster right yeah, i am funding and i'm investing on my own and i'm blocking and i'm developing it and i'm the influencer and anybody who puts money into the token is going to lose Right. Right. Uh, so th and then this is. Uh, so how do we avoid uh, scams? Right. The one of the thing is if the influencer is also the visionary <laughs> and or they are very close friends. 
right? And they, they, like, let's say I have a guy on the YouTube influencer who has a million followers. Oh, Chuck's project is great. Then you're doomed. You know what I mean? If he's my <laughs> <laughs> right? A lot of them uh, were done like that. They were started by mega influencers and who raise a lot of money and nobody uses their token. They sell their tokens. And they actually have a name for this called rug pulls. You know, so they have a lot of uh, influencers starting that. Uh, and then you also have to see what, what, how are they spending the money that they're raising? Right. You know? uh, are they yeah, there's only no regulation around it. They have influence out there. Right. How much of it is going for development? Uh, if they're not doing that, then that's not a good project. And some right. of them, they force you to lock your tokens for a certain period of time. Correct. Because they, they, they're making you lock it because they want to pump up the price. They don't want anybody to sell it. Right? So they're artificially inflating the price of the token. And when everybody's really ready to sell, the value of the token is nothing. Right? So you, you definitely want to avoid anything that makes you lock your token for a long time. Uh, and then, and if you, sometimes the token price is getting manipulated because they in, increase the number of tokens or they reduce the number of tokens uh, to make it more expensive or right. they give special discounts on token generation events, of, you know, maybe backdoors to the network to create more tokens for themselves and others, you know? So if the price is being manipulated, you definitely want to. Uh, and then we're going to talk about some due diligence. And if you see any due diligence in that, you know, don't invest, right? And you have to do some kind of a due diligence on the project. So right. what is the due diligence we could do? And I think with that, we can close once we know how to do the due diligence. So first thing is avoid speculation of all costs, right? If something is speculative, avoid it unless you want to bet on it because it's very, very hard for common people to make money unless you are in the project, you know, it's a speculative project. Then the second aspect of the due diligence is what is the problem being solved, you know? What is the value? Who is getting anything done? And how does this blockchain technology make a difference? That is the second aspect of the due diligence we have to do. And then the third due diligence is researching the stakeholders, right? Who are the founders? Who are the users? Do they really need a problem? How are they currently doing it, right? Who are the influencers? Do they, have they used it? Are they friends? Are they getting paid? Who is the development team? Do they have experience? Do they understand the problem space? And who else is investing? You know? Uh, so if you look at all these different stakeholders and research each one of them, and, and we have to make sure there is no conflict of interest between the various stakeholders. I think without that, I think that's another major step. Then the, 
and then the, also the important thing, what are the technical solutions they're proposing? You know, is it a side chain? Is it a chain? Because each of these technical solutions have their own underlying implementation challenges, right? Is I think, you know, I think a big, it's, you got to look just like you do a, you know, just like you do a stock, right? So you, you, you at least have to, I mean, I guess you could blindly throw money at companies if you want. Not, nothing wrong with that, I guess. Um, throw darts at a wall. Uh, but, you know, hey, what what is this company doing in the real world? Like, what real world application does this have? Like, exactly. what are they doing, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of people start, start a lot of these projects, frankly, I think just to make money. That's it. Like, frankly, yeah. I hope they get some good people to start out in their initial pre-sale make a, make a couple million. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, yeah. they're looking for a fast, fast buck. Uh, so you really have to, you know, look, just looking at a few of the, you know, a few of the cool things that are going on. It's like, you know, that's real, real world applications and they've thought it through and they've thought about what they're going to be doing. And I think you as a, you know, potential quote investor, um, or hey, potential get your money back multiple times over. Uh, you do your due diligence and see what's uh, see what's going on. You know, kind of lift it like like you said, lift up the covers, take a look what's yep. going on. So you, you have to look at the technical solution, and then yep. the final due diligence is. This is where I think most of the risk is, or the risk of the investing is. What is the likelihood of adoption? You right. Know? And how did what is your plan for making this adoption? Right. Basically, what is the marketing plan? Or how is these people going to use? How are people going to get on this one? Right. I think this due diligence and the, some of the tips that I gave for avoiding scams, you know, a, a crypto can be a good place to invest. Because after researching all this, Brian, I learned something. I told my son, put $100 in it every month. <laughs> You know, don't buy anything, don't sell anything, because what the way I'm seeing it and I feel it is in 20 years, it will be a major platform, like an operating system. Which one is this? Ethereum. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that's that's a major, right? So you can't, I mean, the big ones, right, are really, they're going nowhere. Um, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin. I mean, those two especially, right? Those are, Bitcoin is the foundation and Ethereum is pretty darn close. Um, sure. but, and the rest is just really built on top of those. That's all these others are really. <laughs> yes. So Ethereum, I think as a platform, you know, as a network, it has about sure. half a million uh, or a, like, it's like a 500 million nodes or something like that on Ethereum. Yeah. And they're building out and they're building. I mean, a lot of these projects that I looked at, you know, they're, they're on Ethereum, right? So yeah. they're on the Ethereum platform and they're being, be yeah. doing an upgrade soon. And anyway, that's just as a, there's so many neat things that are going on in this space. I, I know we don't have time to go over stuff, but uh, you know, I think that gives a good overview of, Hey, you know, Hey, what, what's a, what's the difference between a cryptocurrency and a token and what do they do and how to invest and how to think. And I think that's, that's, it's all very, it's all very fun. It could be very profitable, but you got to be prepared to lose, right? So you, you need to do your due diligence. I, I actually found a list of failed tokens. Some failed early in 2015, all the way to 2022. Everything, something major is failing every year. Yeah, of course. Right. And I think a lot of the times they fail is 
some of these areas that we talked about, they're so saturated, you know. So, so many players in that field and it's very hard for uh, them to come out. And a lot of times it's lack of liquidity. They don't have any more money to go on. Uh, yes, that could be it. But a lot of times it's just, frankly, it's just people trying to get rich off of doing nothing yeah. in a lot of these cases. If you look at a company, um, if you start with no plan and you're just hoping somebody gives you a little bit of money and you're hoping something will work, uh, it's going to fail. It's doomed to fail. It's the same thing. Yeah. And and a lot of the times it's like they should solve a problem and they didn't solve any yes. problem. Correct. Right. Agreed. And uh, I found another place with some tips for checking uh, to avoid buying failed coins. They're talking about making sure there is a white paper. You know, look for utility, check for liquidity. Yeah, they all have it. Every every one of them. Yeah. And that's why they fail. Yep. Anyway, let's before we hang up, let's open up this thing to see if Shiva, do you want to say something? Shiva? Yeah, it was a good topic uh, to understand. One main thing is, uh, and also <clears throat> benefits of a cryptocurrency is uh, it beats the inflation. So it's not yeah, yes. not uh, controlled by any federal or uh, national inflation. So there's not like they uh, flooding the money, printing the money, or controlling the rates. All those things are protected here. No. Yeah. Okay. What about what about your second and third uh, reasons? Yeah, and also it's traded all the time. It's twenty-four bar seven. <laughs> available. Yeah, availability. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a one, and also it's a volatility is good. In that way, you can speculate and make a day-to-day transfer. Like um, <clears throat> you can trade the risk reward. You can manipulate. Like you can take it to some risk. Whenever it's low, you buy or sell. That's also help. For- yeah, it's not like a stock exchange where it's only open certain time of the day, right? You can keep buying anything. You can trade anytime. So what else? What is your other reason? And also, it's not a controlled by boundaries, like so. It's not a third party. Yeah, it's decentralized. That helps to transfer from other countries. Or, no, there's no boundary on that transfers. The main thing is I like oh. the inflation one. The inflation and the easy availability. Mm-hmm. That's the main one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, I know inflation. People are getting worried about inflation now. That's when everybody's smiling. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I think I really uh, learned a lot on this one. Same here. Meet again next week. Cool. Thanks, Shiva. Yeah, thanks, good thanks, good seeing you again. Okay, bye, Shiva. Bye. See you, Chuck.